Hello and welcome to a new episode of the new format uh, of uh, Beam Voice. Uh, today, my guest is uh, Ole Peter Jetmudsen, uh, who is a consultant for Dalux in uh, Denmark. Welcome, Ole Peter. Thank you, uh, Petru. I think uh, it is really an honor to be able to uh, attend this uh, this podcast. Or, or is it a podcast when it's on video? I'm not sure. Uh, sure. Video cast. I I think it's yeah, a video cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, so I, I really uh, have to say I, I also mentioned this uh, for you before the uh, the video cast. Uh, I'm really impressed with what you've been able to uh, to accomplish here with Bim Voice and also. Uh, with all the people that you've been able to to bring into it, uh, I think it's really interesting how you you've gotten so many people that are uh, so good at BIM. Uh, Thank you very much. To it. Thank you very much. That's that's really flattering. Um, and yeah, um, it was an honor for me as well to have uh, all these uh, people with so much experience sharing it with me and with us. Uh, and now we are doing this with you. Uh, can you can we start by telling us a little bit who are you and what are you doing and what are we going to do today? Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Ulf Petter Jettensen, as uh, as you mentioned, Petri, and uh, I am working as a consultant or a uh, customer success manager at uh, Dalux, and uh, we are obviously a BIM software. Uh, so um, uh, we're we're going to talk today about the digital journey of the, of the customers of Dalux and how they uh, how they digitally transform with Dalux. Um, that is going to be our our. That's what what I have to uh, to offer today. Okay, that sounds very very interesting and very exciting. So let's just uh, dive in. Please uh, share your screen and uh, show me what you got. I will. So um, uh, as I uh, as I mentioned, um, I'm I'm really honored to be here, and and I'm I, I'm really honored to be able to uh, to also talk about the oper operationalizing BIM with uh, Dalux in uh, in um, in BIM Voice, um, and uh, to be on to be able to tell you about what uh, what digitally transforming a uh, a company is. Uh, we have to start out with uh, with a problem. So, um, so the problem is uh, in our case, or in many cases, for for people that are out on sites or, or working with the construction or or architecture, but also engineers that are uh, checking things on site. The problem is that they have they have a checklist. Um, so they fill out the checklist and then they go to um, to uh, site office afterwards and scan the checklist and, and then there's a, a lot of manual typing to transfer the information in this checklist over to maybe an excel sheet and then they send an email and and then what is the checklist that was actually filled out uh, and what is the checklist that was sent um, that might be an issue because you have duplicates of these checklists and then, and then they grow into maybe three or four duplicates of each checklist and that's not a problem in itself but when you have twenty thousand checklists for for uh, for your project, you you start getting a problem. Uh, I guess I guess you know a little bit about this as well, uh, Petra. Yeah, well, I don't know what to say. I really like that stack of papers right there. That looks uh, very very easy to handle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm That's joking, true. of course. I'm joking. 
So, uh, so, so the problem here is obviously that a lot of time is spent on moving checklists around and, and putting it in different direction, making sure that the checklists have the right numbers and contain the right information and that there are no duplicates and so on and so on and so on. There, there's always, um, um, there's always new things that, that adds to this, uh, this paper stack, right? Uh, and then there's a new type of checklist and, 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 uh, and th those things are, are, um, are hard to keep track of. Um, and this is of course, just one example of how, how time spent on site can be reduced by, by doing the tasks that, uh, or making the tasks that are not the most fun tasks, um, easier to handle. And, um, and as a solution to this problem, um, there are, this is, this is uh, the timeline for, for a, a digital transformation. So uh, the digital transformation starts out with, uh, with someone uh, uh, digitizing the checklist. So that's actually what I mentioned in the example. You, you take the PDF and you make it, or not the PDF, you take the paper checklist and make that uh, digital. Um, but there are still problems with, with uh, a, a PDF checklist because uh, if you want to change a field, you have to start over with a new document. And if you want to uh, uh, change some information in it, it, it there, there are just some, some limits to, to the file format, the PDF, that makes it uh, hard to work with. And, and that takes us to the next step. And this is where we're, we're starting to, uh, to get into uh, the Daleks world of things. Um, this is when you're 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 making this checklist interactive, and um, a, a checklist that is interactive means that, for example, you add information such as um, uh, such as the BIM data. You can also add information uh, uh, such as um, uh, who is who is already in the who is already signing the checklist and uh, why. Why? What kind of checklist is this? The metadata to the checklist. So, mm -hmm. so the data about this checklist, um, and 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 this is uh, this is the, the first step towards being uh, being digitally or the second step towards being digitally transformed, which means that you're you're now um, being able to sort the checklists in in, in the sort of way that. Um, uh, doesn't mean that you have to sit there and make sure that it's in the right folder, and, but but it all all goes automatically online. Uh, and then comes the uh, the third step, which is uh, to digitally transform. And this is of course the goal with uh, uh, with a checklist or or with actually pretty much all uh, the the workflows that we're involved in in Dalux. Uh, it is to be able to um to change the way that you work into a smarter way so instead of spending a lot of time on on signing uh, uh papers for example you you change that workflow and you say that well because um because the signature is already implicit in the 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 way that the checklist is is mm -hmm. created you don't need uh you don't need to have a manual signature on it. Uh, and because the BIM data already states that when I'm putting this checklist onto uh, a door within the BIM model, it already knows the height and the width and the, 
the size of the door in general. It also knows the the fire category of the door and and all this information you can automatically uh, get into the the checklist. So that is uh, that is just the uh, uh, the digital transformation um, that that we're trying to achieve uh, in in Daleks. That sounds very good. Um, the the way we work today, mostly, it's outdated, not efficient, um, and it has many challenges from transparency to lack of cooperation and to work without involving other parts. So yes, these are um, um, this would be a first step to get rid of that paper. And by the way, if you cannot get rid of it. You can send it to me because I have minus 10 degrees today and I can burn everything today. <laughs> yeah. that, sounds, that sounds good. Um, but I don't think that's going to help uh, our uh, <laughs> our construction sites if you burn their information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, the thing is, uh, uh, I want to make a mention here so everybody uh, knows uh, what uh, they are in for this. Um, so... You must understand that I'm doing, uh, I invited uh, Ule Peter to be my guest and to present this tool because I believe that it helps our industry to to become more uh, digitized. Uh, I don't, um, I'm not sponsored for this. So I do this purely for intent and because it, I really believe it can have a important impact in the industry. It, I think it's important to, to mention this so people don't, think that this, this is something uh, uh, directed already and uh, with an agenda. Yeah. So uh, now, uh, yeah. Uh, can you please show me what that uh, guy has in with those stars right there? What is that? Absolutely. So um, so it is uh, the stars or the uh, the little uh, Dalek sign that we're seeing up there is uh, either this, the, uh, the cell phone that uh, uh, he is holding in his hand. Uh, showing him the BIM model out on site, um, because from this BIM model he can then directly connect. As I mentioned earlier, he can directly connect uh, his uh, uh, his checklists. He can correct uh, um, connect his uh, issues. So if there are issues out on site, deviations, uh, he can also make he can also make plans. So inspection plans and test plans out on site. Uh, that will give you a report afterwards, uh, giving you the information that is, you can in real time actually follow how far is your quality assurance on site. Because um, BIM is uh, part of your quality assurance. If, if we're talking about as-built models, for example, uh, that is the quality assurance uh, in, in a sense to, to what has actually been built out on site. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, you can uh, you can see it through uh, uh, through augmented reality. So uh, with Dalux, we have uh, uh, the twin beam function that shows um, the building, obviously through your camera, and um, uh, you can also put the uh, beam model on top of that, showing how things are going to look when the construction is finished. That is very interesting, actually. I did not know that you have this feature before we last time talked. Um, so I'm wondering how do you how do you use this? Um, uh, how 
how do you anchor it? How do you uh, geolocate it? This do you need uh, some um, devices, uh, G GPS or GNSS devices to use it for precision, or do you anchor it in a way on to the model on top of the model? Do, can do you know uh, what, what can you tell me about this? Um, as I also mentioned before uh, before our uh, yeah. uh, talk today, um, I honestly don't. I am not an expert on uh, on how the uh, the functions work back end and uh, how things are uh, located. But yeah. what I can tell you is that I open my phone, I press my Dalek symbol, uh, so going into the app, and and I go into uh, uh, to the AR function, and then uh, it will. I will have to align the room. In order to uh, to see the model. Oh yeah, exactly this. Exactly this. How do you align the the space you are in? This is actually. Can you align it on place so you can align it to a wall or a floor or something that is going to overlap perfectly or over the existing building or? Yeah. So so you align it with the corners of of the room that you're oh. in. Yeah. So. Um, I understand, and, and obviously, to be able to do this, you will have to um, uh, you will have to learn how to to use uh, dialogues before. I, I mean, it is not uh, it is not very complicated. It's actually quite easy to uh, to open the AR function, but um, mm -hmm. but it does require that that as we talked about a little bit earlier, that that we are uh, part of this uh, uh, digital transformation that the journey that we that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, no, uh, then uh, you you answer to my question because actually you don't need a geolocation device or GNSS or GPS because you align it to an existing object or an existing space. So uh, if this how it, or it is working. I'm asking this because I uh, like uh, tools like SciVision or, or uh, VGIS, like they, they need uh, geolocation. They use geolocation. And uh, yeah, you can bookmark, I don't know exactly how precisely can you do it but yeah they depend on uh, on the gis on how the geolocation is provided in real time you know so this is not something delivered in real time it's something that you anchor to a existing uh, local local system right so yeah uh, if i understood correctly yeah that that, that i think is uh, uh, more or less understood correctly um okay. so so to to go back to uh, what we previously talked about this this part of uh, getting into the digital transformation so so mm -hmm. getting ready uh, to be able to use a tool like this because I think um, you must also know this uh, Petro because uh, I know that you're you're an experienced man within construction and uh, uh, you must have seen a lot of tools being uh, used through uh, through the years. Um, yes. Have you not also uh, uh, seen issues when when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to getting other people to use it? <laughs> what what are you trying to get me into here? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, not everybody has the same dis uh, uh, willing uh, willingness or um, availability to learn and update itself uh, herself or himself uh, with new tools. And no, it's. Uh, uh it's uh it's a challenge and uh it should not be actually uh i think in a way i am kind of this kind of engineer that i'm more specialized in tools than actually in civil engineering work 
which is not, I'm not very happy actually about, but uh, in a very um, big uh, way, it there 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 is just the nature of the job. Like there are jobs that where you do 99% of the time, you need to work with a tool like AutoCAD or Revit or Tecla structures, right? So, uh, and uh, of course, like for everybody, even if you're, um, you work with a tool and you are open-minded to learn other, other tools, right? If you work 10 years with a tool, it's going to be difficult to jump to something else. Uh, but at the same time, I think this becomes the new norm in our industry. Like you really need to be more willing and to learn more tools because now there is not only like before the deliveries were very clear. Yeah, you use, you deliver paper and that's it. No, now you need to use a common data environment. You need to use a, a program that like Dalux that can stream, transform a 3D model into draw, drawings or for other purpose, right? So uh, it becomes uh, more and more prevalent that uh we as parts uh, uh, in a, in a AAC uh, should be more willing and uh, uh, learn uh, more inclined to learn uh, new new uh, new tools. Yeah, I, I I think you are right, especially in the part where you say that that uh, as an engineer today you're um, you're more likely to use a tool that is. Um, uh, no, you're more likely to know a lot of tools than uh, than to actually know all the calculations, for example, uh, that that are to be used for for a building. Uh, but uh, but that is also uh, part of what. So so especially for engineers, I'm thinking that uh, they are often so good at learning new tools, so that these uh, these transformations that we're talking about, they are often much easier for them uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to construction companies those uh, this kind of uh, transformations are often a little bit harder because there are a lot of people working on the construction site who don't have a uh, they don't have an everyday with a lot of tools precisely and, and that is uh, often so so when we're starting this uh, this customer journey that that it's called uh, within dialogues it is very important that you find someone in the beginning of that process that is that is internally responsible for that uh, uh, for the tool. Uh, so so we need someone inside the company that says, okay, we're going to take the responsibility and make sure that uh, this is our tool. This is the one that we're going to use. Uh, and it, it also makes sense um, for both for, for the person themselves whether it's a woman or a man doesn't matter and and it doesn't also matter if it's if it's the uh, ceo or if it's uh, a person that is uh, on a project level but it's important that there is one person that takes this responsibility um and then then it's important also to figure out who needs to know what uh, because um as you say you, you do know a lot of things because that fits into the work that you're working with, right? You you know how to use uh, Tecla, for example, or you know, know how to use Revit uh, because that, that fits into to your world. So if you're, for example, if you're a bricklayer, then you would know how to, uh, how to build a wall with bricks. And you would also know how to, of course, uh, place the bricks on top of each other without spilling too much mortar everywhere. Uh, 
But that doesn't mean that it's easy for you to start up with a new tool. It actually means that that is a whole new world for you. Uh, and also that um, what you need from a, from a, 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 whether it's a quality assurance tool or, or it's an, a, a CDE, as you mentioned, what you need is that one, it's simple to use. Uh, and two, that, that, you can, um, that you can quickly get accurate information. So, so that you're able to quickly go in, uh, take a picture, connect it to the BIM model, and then it is, it is done. Uh, and then all the information that is about whether, whether it's for this contract or that contract, that is also already implicit because that information is already based in the project. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so trying to map these, uh, these um, uh, different um, roles within the company is definitely important uh, before you uh, uh, before you start or before you head out onto your your journey. Um, and and that's when uh, when we get involved. So so people have to think a little bit about what they're gonna what they're going to use the tool for. Um, before they uh, before they get us involved in the actual, or when I say us, I mean the customer success management team, because we're our our whole uh, point is to help the customer, of course, to get better, because uh, it is <laughs> the only the only way that um, uh, the customer the only way that the, the customer can use can benefit from our tool is by using it. And that's, uh, I guess it's the same with any tool. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to learn something just theoretically. Uh, it's, even if you think you understand things, like when you try to apply them, it's it's a different story. Is there yeah. when you start building your, your experience with the specific tool, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and just like uh, with your, uh, I'm, I'm guessing also with the BIM podcast, it's, it's uh, or sorry, it's a video cast. It's uh, fine. It, you can call it whatever <laughs> you want. Uh, um, it, 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 that takes us to the next step because as you did, you did start small and you have scaled up already. I mean, it's already, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's already impressive how you, um, That's how nice you've to gotten hear. here. That's nice and to hear. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I I don't think I scaled so much actually. Uh, I, but um, uh, like from from the when you think about the how big is the channel or my platform, but I I grew exponentially as a person doing this. So yes, depends how you look at things. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, my goal is if I uh, at the end of the day I helped one person to learn something after. Uh, all the effort I put in to to put this on YouTube and uh, on different podcast uh, platforms, I'm happy. I I will sleep uh, happy that night. And and I absolutely agree with you. The most important is if you just teach one person something and they uh, and they feel that they get the benefit from it, uh, then you've at least uh, changed their world. And yeah, yeah. And also, but but my point being with starting small is that. Um, that's how you have to do it also with Delux, because some, some companies contact us and say, well, we want to roll this out over our whole organization. We have 4,500 employees and they're going to use it tomorrow. 
And then we have to say, <laughs> take it easy. Uh, it, it, you're gonna get there, but but not today, okay? Let's let's start let's start with a project, maybe two or three, and then then we can take it from there. Because if you go if you go start out up here, then it's also gonna be uh, uh, hard to make sure that everybody understands what's going on. It's going to be a lot of disappointment. Overall, like <laughs> yeah, the entire exactly. experience is going to be a lot of disappointment. That's it. It's I know I know how it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so it, because it is, if we go back to to the first step, if if no one has taken control and and you start up here, then then I mean, there is there is it is almost impossible to to tie the the ends together uh, after a while. Yeah, you you can you just cannot become efficient overnight. That takes time. And it goes gradually, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, you will burn out a lot of uh, money and hours if you do that, of course. And yeah, because you, you have different people, like it's a process, like it's a process, like understanding BIM and implementing BIM in your organization is in, in your projects. You cannot do it overnight. It's, it takes time. You need to find the right people in the start. And after that, when you get to the critical mass, then it's going to become easier for everybody to get involved. But in the start, you need to start with the champions. Exactly. And, uh, and that brings us actually to uh, what we have decided to call the, uh, the super users. So um, the super users are, uh, I think it sounds a little bit more fun to be a super user to, than to be a champion. But it depends whether you're into sport or you're into superheroes, I guess. Uh, so. Um, so the super users are are crucial, of course, to make sure that uh, people within your organization or within the project understands what uh, what the uh, the whole tool is about, what what the point of using this tool is all about, right? Yeah. So whether it's it's Revit, like uh, we talked about earlier, or it's uh, Trimbook, um, or it is uh, uh, I mean Tecla. Um, if if people don't understand what the point of the tool is, then you might as well draw it on on a paper. Uh, and this is what the super user is there to help them with. And I think that um, my personal opinion is that uh, it is a privilege to be able to be that super user because it puts you in such a strong position within the organization that the whole organization becomes uh, actually become they become reliant on you for uh, for how to to use the tool and how to function within the organization mm -hmm. um, to succeed yeah. yes I, yeah to succeed actually and so so when the uh, super user is there um, you also have to find a way to encourage people to encourage the usage of of the tool so um, of Dalux in this case uh, if you if you want people to uh, uh, to use Dalex, it's not just to say to them, "Here, take this app and, and go out and have fun." Uh, they, you have to you have to encourage it. You have to mention it many times that um, it would be better if you sent me this checklist on the app because then I don't have to sit here and scan it and then put it into uh, into the server later on. Uh, if and and there are many ways to do it. I heard of uh, one company yesterday, actually, that they they make this lottery out of all the people that are uh, 
our uh, reporting deviations and issues. And then, and then they, uh, they gave out uh, uh, tools from, from their suppliers. The suppliers come in with tools. And then uh, out of this, uh, they have a lottery. And so, so that encourages the use, obviously. Um, it's, not, it's not the only way to do it. There are many other ways, of course. It's just an example of how, how you can encourage that, uh, that way of, uh, of using your tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds very interesting approach, actually. Yeah, yeah it is. I thought it was very interesting, and I think it's it's cool. And it was not at all my idea, but I thought that it was a really uh, really neat way to uh, to get the uh, the workers out on site to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and the um, uh, and the last step hangs is of course uh, connected to uh, to this part about the uh, the tool. Um, that is to share the stories, because um, there are there are going to be success stories, and it's important to share them, uh, share them within uh, the organization to make sure that that people can see what the benefit is. And uh, of course, all these steps that we've that I've talked about here are connected together, uh, but. But this step is very important to make sure that uh, people understand um, understand that it's not it's not only there for management, but it's also there for your own sake. It it helps you do your things easier and, and quicker, uh, and that is what digital transformation is all about. Yes, I cannot argue with that. That's good. <laughs> so uh, I also have this uh, this screenshot here for from uh, from our website, and uh, it uh, shows, of course, a BIM model that is um, uh, connected to a point cloud. Uh, and once again, this is this is about what we uh, what I mentioned earlier the the uh, as built uh, ability that you can use Dalex for that you can show how uh, how things were planned compared to how things ended up being. And that is always uh, an interesting, I, I think it's uh, an interesting uh, <laughs> thing to look at. Yeah, yeah, it's a vital one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also that you can also, be, of course, follow it in the process of uh, of the works, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it, would, it would not be the best idea to just wait until the project is finished and start checking. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to to make some changes let's say yeah yeah so, so so always following up through the model always being able to to look at it and and check out how things are uh, going mm -hmm. uh, that is um that is crucial um and having but but of course it is in order to have the ability or to to be able to um, to check your model, you you will have to have a model. You will have to have a platform, and you will also have to have a model that is designed uh, to the point where you can use it out on site. Yeah. Um, and and that's what we rely on on people like you, Petra, and uh, and other uh, designers and and uh, advisors on. Yeah. On uh, and there there is other thing as well, like it's not only important. Like this is happening already, I guess no client is just checking at the end i'm talking about big public clients right 
they definitely have project leaders that are following up the works. But then you have another level to this. How good is the documentation or the, the, the information you have access to and how easily understandable it is so you make sure that you don't oversee a, a, an error or something. So that's something else. Like what I'm trying to say, like it's much easier to not see something on a drawing just to miss a line or something, a small detail, right? Because you, we have so many details on drawings on paper or in PDF, right? Uh, compared to when you have the possibility to to see the drawing itself, but to see also how it looks in 3D. Like that is, cannot be uh, uh, understated enough. It, like it's really, really crucial. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that uh, also giving the two perspectives, so you're able to see things uh, in a plan or on a detail that is uh, that is a 2D detail, but also being able to turn it around and see how it looks from mm -hmm. the other side. That is, uh, um, I think that it, it helps us become better uh, as construction professionals as well. As well. Yeah, yeah, and that at the end, that uh, like uh, the project will be better. The class, the client will be better. Will will save more money. Will have better documentation. Will have better quality of information. So uh, yeah, and, and everything will try to focus to deliver value, not just uh, bill hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So that is uh, that is true, um, and uh, and I think that is what we're trying to to get at. Uh, and if we're um, if we're looking at this value, I'm I'm just going to take the the three takeaways that uh, that that you can take from from what I I would like to bring out there uh, as a, a customer success manager and as a, um, as a professional looking to um to support the construction industry with um with software uh, i mm -hmm. think that what is what is crucial uh, is of course to have someone um to take ownership of uh, of the process as i mentioned before that there is uh, someone within the company that mm -hmm. that says okay we're going to do this and we're going to do it uh, this way um and then again as i mentioned find success stories fast be able to to share those success stories and find them as quickly as possible. Make sure that the people that have been uh, have managed to do uh, to use dialogues in a good way mm -hmm. that that they get that information uh, out to the whole company so everybody can see it. And and lastly, the uh, uh, and also very important uh, aspect to this is that you have to have respect for the process because. Nothing is done overnight. You you simply cannot implement uh, a software overnight. It has to be done um, as uh, as part of uh, of a change within your organization. Actually, and uh, I'm going to quote my uh, my uh, CEO on that because uh, when I was when I was interviewed for my actual for my current position, he uh, he said to me that we're not uh, we're not just selling software we're changing organization. Yeah. And that, and that is, uh, I think that is uh, very, it, it has been very inspiring to me, uh, at least. Yeah. It is.
So where do we go from here? Do you have any more slides? So this was uh, this was what I uh, I had to present today. Uh, so if if there are any questions, uh, please. Uh... Yeah, let's see. Uh, feel free to write some questions um, in the in Twitch. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, before, uh, if somebody is writing any questions here, um, so what does, uh, tell me a little bit more about the platform. Uh, uh, yeah. so what can you tell me, uh, who can this be for? Who can uh, use this platform for? Uh, uh, so and for what? Exactly. Yeah, so, so Dalex is for, uh, for both uh, AEC, so architectural engineering and construction companies, uh, and for facility management companies. We have, we have two main products with the, with the core of the, of the BIM model. Uh, the one product is called Dalex Build, and that includes CDs, uh, quality assurance. Um, uh, we have a handover module for for handing over uh, the uh, <laughs> the material from the construction phase and also a tender module. And uh, on top of that, we have uh, a, a an FM product, which is for the facility management. Mm -hmm. um, and there you can uh, you can keep control of all your uh, current uh, uh, buildings and and assets. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what kind of customers do you have, if I may ask? So uh, that's a, that is a good question. Uh, we have a really wide range of customers, but in in particular in Norway, where I think we're mostly known among the larger uh, contractors. Uh, so I think out of the top five uh, contractors in Norway, we're um, were used at least with four of them, and um, we uh, we also uh, have uh, big clients such as uh, Statsbyg, that mm -hmm. is um, that is this public uh, Norwegian public uh, client. Yeah, the governmental uh, body for buildings in Norway. Yeah, Norwegian public administration for buildings. Yeah, so so they have us. They they're using us on uh, on the uh, facility management side. Uh, yeah yeah uh but um is this for uh can this be used for designers as well yeah uh so our cde is uh is based both on uh, designers and on uh, on construction sites so that means that you can you can do comments on the drawings and you can import and export bcfs directly from uh, from our online service mm -hmm. um and um, that also makes it possible to um, uh, to communicate uh, within the platform. Okay. That is a very important point here. That it's not it, Dalex is not a platform that is for one person only. Dalex is a platform that is uh, supposed to be uh, shared. So so we do it. Uh, we have a our point is to to communicate. With each other, uh, both in the design phase and in in the construction phase or execution phase. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, do you have um, 
uh, an integration for other issue management platforms like BeamTrack or BeamCollab? Do you can you connect these tools to Dialogs? No, we we don't integrate with other uh, platforms like that. But we do uh, have uh, we we do have our own uh, our own uh, issue management system. Issue management inside. system. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what about uh, we said we talked about AR. What about VR? Do you have any VR support, or uh, is there any? Are there any plans for this? Uh, actually, that I think the whole AR, the whole reason for us cho choosing AR is that um, uh, the issue with VR is that you have to have your VR glasses on. Yeah. And they don't really fit very well with a helmet on top. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when, when you're out on site, you have to choose if you want to <laughs> want to uh, uh, look at VR or you want to have a hard top on. Uh, that's uh, that's why we have uh, chosen to go in the direction of AR instead. Mm, that's a uh, that's good. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe there are some applications, some cases where you could use VR not on the site, but I don't know. I I I I just uh, thought it might be a because since now almost all tools try to build on uh, on AR and VR, I was curious if it has support for this. Um, but uh, if this is something that you can share, uh, is it mostly contractors or uh, uh, or clients that uh, that you have as customers, or uh, what kind of uh, like what is most prevalent? What are the uh, the, the heaviest part of your uh, customers? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I mean, I talk a lot with contractors, um, and uh, but but I also do talk with some clients and and some. Uh, uh, consultants. Mm -hmm. I think I think it is a little bit. Um, it, it depends on which country you're in. So in Norway, uh, there are I think primarily contractors, but um, we also do have. I mean, we have a wide range of customers uh, that are some of them also not professional in in construction. They they professionalize in in other things, but they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, assets uh, that uh, will need them to uh, to have a uh, to have a platform for for construction. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, how uh, how difficult is this to be tried by uh, by uh, like? Do you have any recommendations for anybody who who wants to learn more about Dialogs? Like, uh, is this available for any country or yeah? Yeah, so uh, we're available in most countries, uh, and we have in European countries. We have, uh, I think, we have sixteen different languages on our platform, so you can uh, uh, you can have it in your own con in your own uh, language if you're from Europe. Uh, but um, we, um, uh, yeah, but the, I think the best thing to do, no matter what, is to contact us either by. Uh, writing us an email or, or calling the local support number, uh, and then you can then you'll get a uh, an introduction and also a free trial of of Dalux. Uh, yeah. What is that? Uh, what is what is uh, how, for how long is the free trial? So the free trial is uh, usually for fourteen days, uh, meaning that you're 
you get to try out some of the functionality, you get to upload your model. Um, it, it, is, um, it is in many cases a good idea to have a model, if not the model that you want to use for this project, but just maybe a previous model or something that you've used before. Uh, and when I'm talking about a model, I of course mean a BIM model uh, and, uh, and try to upload it to see how uh, this works within the platform because a, a, a large part of Dalux is this connection between uh, the BIM model and all the other functions that are out in uh, in the construction site because there are <laughs> there are so many other things than the BIM model that are happening out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, what can you tell me about the price? I cannot tell you much about the price. Uh, there, the the prices are are based on uh, on the projects that uh, uh, people want to to use the platform for. Okay, so uh, you don't have prices on your page, right? So uh, if somebody wants to use it, they need to contact you, go through through have some meetings, and uh, see uh, and make them an offer, right? Yeah. So. Absolutely. If they if they're interested, just ask for the price, and it's not like we won't give you a price. But uh, it, it is based on the project. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it has something to do with the uh, how big the team is, or uh... it has something to do with the the size of the project. Only project it doesn't uh, you don't have a limit for users. No, we have unlimited users. Uh, yeah. Okay uh what else can i ask you uh you said that norway is quite popular in norway uh is norway the uh, are there uh most of the customers like is norway the in, in the forefront is norway the the most using the most uh like the the biggest customer the biggest country as a customer for you uh no i don't I think Norway is the biggest uh, customer, or I actually know that Norway isn't the biggest customer. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have larger, or we have we have more customers in other countries, um, and I think right now we have customers uh, all over the world. Uh, we have uh, people using our platform in uh, uh, in uh, Hong Kong and in. Canada and uh, all over Europe. There are really many countries that are uh, already using Dalex in, in Europe. And uh, uh, yeah, we're trying to, uh, we're of course trying to make sure, uh, just as I said <laughs> earlier, to uh, start small and, and scale up. And mm -hmm. and for a lot of customers, it's important to to try it out before they, they get to uh, yeah. they get too to big, right? Yeah, sure. Uh... Max and Roses says that Dalux is quite popular in France, for example. So yeah, I'm, I don't know, but yeah, France is a big country. France is definitely a big country and, and we do have uh, uh, some very large clients in France. That is true. Yeah, uh, how, how, that is a bit interesting because last time I checked, there were some challenges uh, because by regulations it's still like the drawings the physical drawings are still a requirement how do you have any idea how the this becomes efficient to do it 
or have the authorities begun to accept other kind of documentation than just paper-based? I think there are some uh, some places that are more progressive than others, but uh, we see that Norway, Denmark, uh, Sweden, they're they're quite far ahead when it comes to BIM, and that they're uh, uh, they're also more open to trying uh, uh, to trying out the paperless and also drawingless uh, construction sites. But um, that is, I would call it disruptive when it comes to. Uh, to working with BIM. Mm -hmm. uh, nice, we get one question from uh, Tristan uh, LEC. Hi, are the IFC properties impacted once a task is validated? Like for example, if I change the color of my wall, will the IFC be modified? So if you change, um, you would have to change the model uh, if you if you if you update your model, and you uh, okay, let's start over. You create a task, you create a deviation, or you create a checklist. Yeah. Uh, and um, in this checklist, you connect it to a wall, and then you close this checklist or this task, and let's keep it a checklist. So you close the checklist, and uh, you say that now I'm finished with it. When you then update your model, nothing is going to happen to your previous uh, information. So we're not going to we're not going to update the information. But if you continue working with the checklist, then you will also uh, amend or change the properties within that uh, checklist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I don't think uh, there are not too many tools that are actually uh, modifying IFC file. So I don't think is the case here as well. No, no, okay. I, I misunderstood the question. Okay, I understand. Yeah, so it doesn't modify the file. We don't modify yeah. anything. We just add uh, metadata to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th this was, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it makes sense. Um, if you want to modify uh, properties in IFC file, you should use Blender Beam. That tool is very good for this purpose, uh, and it's open source and free. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Europe is big. What about US? Uh, in the US, um, I don't think we have any uh, clients in the US currently. We've had some clients before, um, but uh, we do have some clients in in Canada. Uh, so mm -hmm. we're uh, we're having some projects over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, they have a they have a little bit of a different way of uh, working with construction in the U.S. And uh, one of the things that I have seen is that uh, they have uh, a wider use of DWGs than they use IFCs, uh, yeah. meaning that a DWG is of course a drawing in this sense, and and an IFC is a model. Um, so the the issue there is that um, uh, if you want if you want to use a BIM platform, you uh, it is also beneficial to have a BIM model in the mm -hmm. first place. Tell me something about uh, some feedback from your uh, customers. Uh, some uh, something memorable that you can remember. How? Uh, what did they say about how how Dialogs, uh changed, helped them change, uh, or uh, helped them through the the journey to towards digitization? Yeah. Uh, so. Um... 
to to our customers, I think uh, it has been important that uh, that we follow them. We do follow ups, uh, and we we make sure that we're always available. and And they have uh, one person assigned that that they can talk to and they can ask questions. Because as I mentioned earlier, um, it is it is not always easy to know uh, what the the outcome of the data input will be. Uh, so if uh, if you create uh, if you create a certain template within Dalux, then that template might might be too complicated to use for the construction worker, although it contains the information that uh, that the the C level the the CEO or the uh, uh, the safety responsible in the company uh, is yeah. missing. So so that's why I, I think that uh, a lot of the customers appreciate that that we have this uh, way of uh, communicating with them and, and always uh, keeping in touch with our customers. Uh, but also that we're, we're constantly developing. Uh, a huge part of uh, Dalex is to, to continuously uh, develop the platform, make sure that we're always uh, on top of our game. Uh, yes. Uh... Could you name the open source free software to modify IFC again? Yes, I can uh, type it. Uh, but anyway, you can uh, see uh, if you follow my YouTube channel, uh, Beamvoice, you will see many videos about this. And I do a monthly uh, live stream uh, with Dion Malt, who is the, the main developer of Blender Beam. So yeah, you can learn a lot if you. I have a playlist with Blender Beam on my channel. Blender Beam add-on, it's called. Yeah, sorry for this uh, detour. Um, yes. Uh, what can I say? Thank you very much. Uh, it's uh, it's very nice to see uh, projects that are trying to. To have an impact um, in our industry and uh, especially towards uh, digitization or digitization or digitalization i don't know what is correct <laughs> uh, but it, it's very nice and inspiring um, and it's very nice that we find uh, people that are interested to try these projects and to try to move forward to move from the old ways so yes, thank you very much, Uli Peter, for uh, sharing this to me. Uh, but before uh, we say hello, uh, if somebody wants to contact you directly, how can somebody reach reach out to you? So uh, they can write me an email on opj at delux.com and then uh, I will uh, try to answer your emails. Uh, or uh, in case they missed, uh, uh, I'll put that in the description of the episode uh, after I publish this on YouTube, which is going to happen tomorrow, maybe, if or today later. I'm not sure yet. Depends when I manage to finish it. Uh, but I guess if somebody goes to dialogues.com and they go to contact or some some place, uh, they can find you in any place right there, or or they can also just call uh, write an email to our support at dialogues.com and mm -hmm. i can assure you that they will uh, the email will find its way to me yeah okay uh, actually there is one more thing that i forgot to ask about uh, um, there are are there any materials where people can learn more about how the platform is practically used 
uh, I, if I remember correctly, you are running some webinars uh, ongoing. Are, is that true? Absolutely. So on our website, you can go to uh, to webinars and uh, you can uh, you can see webinars there. Uh, on Monday, I'm having a webinar for uh, for Deluxe Box, our common data environment environment in mm -hmm. in Norwegian. Uh, but there are always new webinars about different um, types of uh, uh, different types, uh, different parts of our software, mm -hmm. and uh, they're also in uh, different languages. Um, another thing that is absolutely worth mentioning is that we also have this free BIM viewer. So you can start out by trying the free BIM viewer, uh, where you can upload your IFC models and you can connect them with drawings. So PDF drawings can be uh, embedded into the uh, IFC model. Uh, and I think that is a good starting point. And if that seems to work, then go ahead, contact us after that. Yeah, that sounds good. Do you, do you by the way, have a YouTube channel? Dalux has a YouTube channel, maybe, where you put... We do also have a YouTube channel, yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, you can uh, follow the Dalux YouTube channel, then you'll see all the cool stuff that we... Uh, that we develop and mm -hmm. also uh, uh, release. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, before I uh, I say goodbye, actually, maybe I forgot about something that you want to share and that you feel that is important to share. Uh, yeah, uh, please let me know. I think that uh, uh, I I think that I've said what I, I wanted to say, and I uh, I'm really happy to. Uh, 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 to to hear from you guys out there, uh, so please let me know if there's anything I can help with. Uh, yeah, uh, look here, we have a good feedback. William Vevang, uh, we are using Dalux FM for facility management on Powerhouse Telemark in Norway, uh, and I can highly recommend Dalux FM. Yeah, uh, that's that's good to hear. Thank you, William. Yeah. Thank you, and uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Julie Peter. It was very nice to talk to you. And uh, we stay in touch. And uh, yeah, we will. Absolutely. Have a nice day. Thank you, Peter. And uh, have a nice day, everybody. Bye bye.